When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. The moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. to Wrestling Omakase. It is episode number 93. Uh, this week, I am very happy to be joined by Mr. Andrew Rich returning to the program. Hello, Andrew. Hello, John. How's it going? Good to be good to be back. Good. How are you? You're safely back in Boston? I am. I uh, left New York on uh, Sunday morning after a seems few like hours of sleep, but um, back in Boston. Yep. Seems like that's when everybody was leaving yeah i did not want to stick around for media shockingly enough really <laughs> After, didn't you didn't know, want to go to a 10 hour show no no my my dad and my stepmom actually did, did go to mania um i can i can only imagine what i was like for them but i tried uh, I, I tried to like you and i, I think you and i were talking about this in slack or something earlier it is very hard to explain to people like oh god yeah that you're going to Mania Weekend, but not going to Mania. They just do not understand it. And I don't think of all the people I met this weekend, I was trying to think if any of them went to WrestleMania. I don't think any of them did. I don't know. I th- I know Jamie did from the okay. So Jamie yeah, would be like the, the Jamie. Website, yeah, Jamie would be like the one because like all the voice wrestling people, I kept asking like, "Are you going to Mania?" No, 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 <laughs> no. It's like all weekend. I kept I, so apparently by asked Jamie, I would have heard a yes. Yeah, I remember talking to my uh, my dad on the phone about and i was like yeah i'm going to you know wrestlemania weekend see some shows he's like oh what shows you're seeing and i was like oh you know various promotions and he was like you're not going to wrestlemania and i go uh, no i no, i'm not going to that i'm going to see other promotions there's other promotions running and he's like oh it's like 
different brands or something like that? Like, no, <laughs> no, it's different promotions other than WWE running. But it kind of it took him a while to get it, but he got that got it eventually. So should have been like, I went to see some IPW UK. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me and fourteen of my closest friends, the entire crowd. Yeah, yeah. some uh, uh, Destiny Fight Club pro. Uh, seeing uh, seeing Kai in a six way scramble at House of Glory. Good times. Well, a lot of people time. actually went. A lot of people actually went. To That's that true. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. Like, I'm not sure about that. But yeah. Just, <laughs> They were like I, they got like eight hundred or something. That, that's pretty nuts, good. But yeah, good yeah. Destiny, Destiny Fight Club Pro. I heard I heard seventy five. I heard eighty five. Not good either way. But no, whatever. No. I mean the Euro the Euro companies kind of had a rough weekend, except for Rev Pro. Yeah, they, Rev Pro did some really good numbers. Yeah. So what, what was, give us the Andrew Ritz schedule if we get into these. All two right, shows. here we go. Because I so, talked about my schedule with Quinlan. All right, so my plan was to come in on Thursday to start with Evolve. Uh, that did not work out because as I walked into the building and to Laboom, the main event of Kyle O'Reilly versus Austin Theory was literally ending as I walk in the building. Right. I walk in the building, ding, 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 match over. <laughs> that, that, that didn't plan out, unfortunately. But uh, I did stay at Laboom all day on Thursday for WXW and then DDT after that. Uh, next day, I went to WrestleCon Hotel for... Uh, U.S. versus the world, and then Rev Pro. Then I went to Takeover that night in Brooklyn, and then the next day, uh, of course, was the Supercard at Madison Square Garden, and then Sunday was home. So there, there you go. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, so Thursday, I mean, you were at WXW with me, mm-hmm. and did you? What did you think of that show? Because that show it was we all right. Tore, we we tore it to pieces on the last I- episode. <laughs> I didn't think it was bad. It was okay. I thought a couple matches were pretty good. It wasn't a blow-away show, uh, but it wasn't a bad show, I don't think. Yeah. Um, what did you, what were the other standouts from your other shows? Anything like anything great or anything bad? Well, just give me the Andrew Rich ranking, actually. That's the best way to do it. My, f- my f- absolute favorite show of the weekend was DDT, bar none. Yes. It, was, I, it was for, for a couple reasons. Number one, just the atmosphere alone was incredible. Just to be in that crowd who just they love DDT so much. Like it wasn't like a random wrestling fans wandering into Laboom for wrestling. This was a like a DDT crowd knowing who the wrestlers were and wanting it and wanting a DDT show. And just you know, being in Laboom in such proximity to it, it was such so amazing. Some of the matches were just incredible too. Like the Weapon Rumble was fantastic. The main event of Takashita versus Sasaki was insane. Uh, I, I was laughing hysterically at the the gauntlet match. That was yeah. I was laughing the whole night really, but it was just a great, great, great show overall. Um, and then my number two show would be Takeover because that was just a, a tremendous wrestling show as well. Um, but yeah, so I think the Supercar will be third, and then those are my top three. I'd say of the weekend. And then what? Rank, go through the rest. Come on, don't be. All kidding. right, all right. Uh, I'd say Rev Pro after Supercard, and then US versus the World, and then WXW will be last. So we went to the same exact number of shows too, which is cool, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would. You, I think you and I would probably would agree because I, I had Rev Pro, uh, not Rev Pro. I mean, I had a uh, Russell Kanye versus the World towards my bottom too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I had it above Evolve, but and it was still a good show it. though. It was still a good show. It just yeah. you know, I like other shows better, to be honest. I, I think it, the, the Russell Kanye versus the World show. I don't know. There's something about it. Felt it kind of fell flat with me. It wasn't like it was bad. Like the WXW show, I think was bad. Like that show was just like. I you know there was like one match I was really into and the rest of the oh, shows were, but like WrestleCon years versus the world I wouldn't call it bad I would just be like you know <clears> it was just kind of dull compared to everything else 
but you know they were st- i'm still happy i went i still got to see jiro's entrance and yeah that was great tori tori and our taurus and our, our tori i combined their names taurus Tor- <laughs> and darby, darby allen were, yeah. were fucking awesome that was, that, great, was like, yeah. that was an awesome match. But Rascals versus Australians versus really great too. I love that. I really thought they were gonna fucking die. I mean, that oh, was, yeah. <laughs> where I was like, like the fucking Canadians throwing the apron. I'm just like, can, can we take this back a couple notches here? <laughs> like, I don't want to witness someone break their fucking neck. Which I don't really it's so funny. I don't have a lot of people have that reaction to Night Obushi, which we're talking about. I, I don't really have that reaction to them. I don't know if it's just like I don't know, like fucking seven years of seeing Nitro land on his fucking head. <laughs> I'm just like, well, this man's neck is clearly made of rubber or something. I don't know what to tell you. So, but I, I you know, I'm sure it's very painful. But I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know what to say at this point. Um, but yeah, so it's a cool weekend, definitely. I think some of the some of the stuff about the venue hopping was a little overblown. I mean, the only one that I think was really really hard to get to was Jersey City. Like, I never tried. But, yeah, me neither. Yeah, I, I was so, so shocked at how easy it was to get to places. Yeah, like it really like, like, you hear everything like, oh, it's New York City, it's a it's a nightmare. I, I was fine. I mean, I, I, there's a lot of walking involved, sure, but uh, I was fine taking take the train and all that stuff. So yeah, it's fun I mean, by me. like, like traveling between like from WrestleCon to NYC Arena in Queens was super easy. It was like a straight shot on the subway. I'm sure it would have been the same for the other one in Queens, the Boom. There's a subway nearby. I mean, it just wasn't that hard. The only one that that was like difficult was Jersey City, which I never even tried. Oh, I mean, yeah, I imagine so. Yeah. Yeah, but okay, so that's Mania Weekend general stuff, and of course, uh, it was great meeting you at Mania Weekend for the first time. Yeah, had a great time hanging out and everything. There was the now legendary karaoke session uh, (laughs) on Saturday that they already they already talked a little bit about it on uh, the Super J cast that came out, but it was me, you. Uh, my girlfriend jo- Nicole, Joel Damon, Joel and Damon from the Super J Cast, and Joel's lovely wife, um, which was great. I mean, she came very late, but she was, uh, you know, a, a trooper. Leader. She was a, a trooper. trooper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, it was a lot of fun. Definitely, and definitely had a great time with that. But yeah, so next time everybody has to come to box karaoke. I don't even know if they have box karaoke in Tampa, but they should if they don't. <laughs> we'll say. But have you ever, had you ever been to like a Japanese box karaoke place before that or no? Uh never. I've done regular stage karaoke, but never like you're in a room with your friends. I've, I've been done in front of strangers, but never like that. So I, I know they have it in Boston because I did it in Boston. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um but yeah, I mean like it is really cool and you know, it's just obviously I would never do say to give a completely random example, I would never do big pimpin. <laughs> and on a stage in front of an entire bar. Damon's mouth Damon's mouth was agape the entire time you sang that song. <laughs> yes, I, I air quotes sang that song. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I did the best I could. I probably did the best rendition of the Omakaze theme song, probably. That's probably the one. Because I've heard it so many fucking times by now. Between <laughs> editing, the, editing the show right. and, you know. But yeah, so we had a good time with with karaoke after karaoke though we went to the g1 supercard at madison square garden ring of honor in new japan which is the main thing we should be talking about here um i guess overall impressions of the garden was it your first time there yep yep uh incredible i mean you hear about the history of the building in regards to sports in regards to wrestling uh, especially wwe but yeah, just being there, you feel like 
this is a really big deal. This is not like Samstown. This is not, you know, a, a Long Beach arena. This is Madison Square Garden. This is a, a name that wrestling fans instantly know pretty much the world over. And just being there for a New Japan show, I was so hyped going into it. I was so, so hyped. Yeah. Um, I was, I, it's pretty amazing. Just, just the feel of it. Like walking into that building, just being like, there's going to be a fucking new Japan show here. Now, yeah. of course the problem is there's also going to be a water <laughs> show there, but it, that, that did not take down my enthusiasm, especially early on for like, like the first time you hear Minoru Suzuki's theme, like fucking hit. Cause we made it just in time for the, yeah, we did. We ran in, ran in as it was starting from dinner. And, you know, Minoru Suzuki theme hits and everybody's just like, you know, starts to clap in and does the, you know, does the Kaze Ninare. But like, I don't know. It's just a very, very, very special moment. Um, the the thing that sticks out, of course, about the Honor Rumble that I will, and I rewatched some of it today. I rewatched some of the Honor Rumble for some reason. I don't remember why. I just, I felt like it. And I also rewatched Ibushi Naito just to see how it came off on tape. And the Honor Rumble just the, the difference in reactions from the New Japan guys and the Ring of Honor guys <laughs> was just so ridiculous. And of course, like these are the biggest jobbers Ring of Honor has, you know, the bottom of the barrel for Ring of Honor. Um, and, you know, New Japan, you know, I get, these are also like kind of bottom New Japan guys slash mid-carders. And just the disparity between the reactions for like mid-card, the lower mid-card New Japan guys versus Ring of Honor was just, you know, I mean, coast to coast, they may as well have been like fans from the crowd as far as the crowd was concerned. Like they made no noise. And meanwhile, like, you know, Rocky Romero was getting like a bad look folly too. Like, Oh my God. The pop for Chase Owens. Chase nice Owens. Pop for him. Yeah. Because I, I mean, they have a lot of bullet club fans. So that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. But like even like Taguchi Romero. Oh, yeah. Yano, Yano was fucking Yano. Over. crazy. Yeah. These people get enormous reactions and like, you know, the coast to coast guys or red Titus. It's like, you could hear a fucking pin drop. It's pretty amazing. Mm. Um, do you have any other memories of the Otter Rumble? It's a pretty basic battle royal, but it was fun enough. Just yeah, it was fun. Uh, just, I mean, just chanting Kaze Nina Rei at MSG. Mm. I was like, that's an experience. I'll never forget that experience. It was so much, was so much great. And yeah, it was just a, a standard Royal Rumble type of match. Um, Liger, huge reaction. So great to see him. Muda, I, we kind of had some thoughts in the Slack chat that maybe, you know, Muda might show up if he makes it on time and he did. And the crowd went bonkers as, as expected, but uh, yeah, it was, it was a fine battle Royal Rumble type of thing. Um, not much to say about it really, I guess, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, not, not really a ton to it. Obviously the ending was incredibly stupid, but <laughs> like, what do you expect for Kenny King throwing those, Throwing those two out, but yeah. I guess he, they got the heat back at the misfit at the end. Yeah, I mean Liger. I'm sure Liger did not want to win. Like he's the most yeah. unselfish guy in the world, and you know Muda. I'm sure like he didn't care either. He just wanted to be there. I'm sure as well. Yeah, but, yeah. but it's like it's like yeah. I mean Kenny King, him <laughs> winning. I was thinking about this. He kind of had to win because he's from Ring of Honor, and it was for a Ring of Honor title shot. Oh, it is. I didn't even. It know, is. Really. It was. Yeah, and I don't think any of the New Japan guys would do it. But then again, like here are the other like Ring of Honor guys in the match. You had Kenny King, you had Cheeseburger, Beer City Bruiser, Shaheem Ali, Red Titus, LSG, Will Ferrara, Brian Malonis, Jonathan Gresham, Tracy Williams, PJ Black, 
TKO Ryan, Vinnie Marsiglia, Delirious, and Colt Cabana. Like that is your Ring of Honor like mid card in 2019, pretty much. And out of all those guys, like how many of them would make like believable ROH World Title contenders? You know, like three yeah. or four maybe. Like because like, there's Gresham, but he's not like really pushed all that much. Um, Williams, not really. No, uh, Colt is no, an announcer. Col- Col- Colt's right. an announcer. So he's kind of. But but let's remember too though. The, like, okay, I'm not disagreeing. Your, your point's correct. If there's a Ring of Honor guy winning, it probably should be Kenny King. Right. But War of the World is next month. I mean, you're telling me there's nobody in that Honor Rumble that's coming back here that you can give a, a throwaway title shot on one of those War of the World shows? That's you true. I, that's, I, I was just thinking, like, you know, short term, I guess, in terms right. of Ring of Honor. I, I don't it's know if I was... Not- Right. I, but I but totally you're, you're, you're right. You're right. I see what you're saying. You're right. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, like, there's only a couple shows between now and, and, and War of the Worlds. You could have easily had Hiroki Goto win that That's and true. get a title shot or fucking, I don't know, anybody. I mean, look, you could give a Ring of Honor World title shot to anyone on the fucking New Japan roster. I mean, they have basically that. You could give, if Rocky Romero won the Honor Rumble and got a Ring of Honor World title shot, that'd be totally fine. Because that's about, you know, I mean, you know, they, they gave Jason Liger a shot, like, within the past few years. It's not like, being low on the totem pole or being a junior in New Japan means you can't get a Ring of Honor one title shot. So, you know, I think I th- that's what I would have done. I would have set up a main event for War of the Worlds instead of like fucking thirty-seven-year-old Kenny King. <laughs> like, you know, I didn't know it was that close too. I didn't know it was that the show was that that, that close to MSG. Yeah, so. yeah. So I looked this up because I was like, they they were pushing. I think on social media, I was like, wow, it's only a month. That changes things, I guess. Yeah, yeah fuck it, fuck it. Give it to Ishii. <laughs> fuck it. God damn it. Like Fine. Anybody, yeah. Anybody. <laughs> Give it to fucking Rocky Romero. <laughs> Would have been a better choice than KK. You're telling me Rocky Romero getting a ring of honor. Rocky Romero, the fucking forever clotheslines were super over in the building. Rocky Romero doing the baseball thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anybody, and you can pick any New Japan guy that auto rumble, and they would have a more over and more interesting World of, ring of honor world title match than Kenny King. Okay? Ring of honor fans don't give a shit about Kenny King. It's not like I'm breaking any news here. But. That's where they went with. I mean, they're just going to keep trying with Kenny King until the fucking earth melts, basically. <laughs> earth will be one giant puddle, and there will still somehow be a wrestling show going on where <laughs> Ring of Honor is pushing Kenny King to no reaction. So I don't know if he has, he, he has photos of Delirious with the fucking mask off or something. I don't know. But yes, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, It's something. So that's the Honor Rumble. Good, good, uh, good little fun thing. But also, they like overdubbed a lot of New Japan theme songs. I don't know if it's because, like, they they couldn't show them on Honor Club for some reason. But like, you know, obviously Suzuki got overdubbed. Taguchi. Um, I don't know. I didn't see the whole thing, so it's definitely to say for sure. But they were a bunch. Uh, it's pretty stupid. I don't know. It's like if that's because Sinclair won't pay like the money for the licenses for the show. It's like you're fucking, you're a giant corporation. Just fucking pony it up. What's the big problem? But it, it like, because they're the ones using the footage or something, it's still also muted on New Japan World or overdubbed, which is really annoying. Hmm. Like, if it's just the fucking Honor Club people that have to deal with it, it's one thing. But, like, why make New Japan World people deal with that? It's just not cool. Anyway. Uh, but you should, you, you should be outraged about this, Andrew. Your music of the mad I know. Here. Listen, man. I... <laughs> I'm a little tired. I'm still tired from the trip, all right? Give me a break. <laughs> give, me, give me your fury. <laughs> this is Makabe uh, all over again, goddammit. <laughs> give us the immigrant uh, song. <laughs> exactly. 
Um, but yeah, so then the main show opens with uh, Will Ospreay versus Jeff Cobb, the two titles on the line. I think everybody was expecting Osprey to win here because they'd already started building him versus Taichi, but it turned out to be a swerve uh, as Jeff Cobb got the victory here to win to retain the Ring of Honor World TV title and win the Never Openweight title. Uh, it also made you know Will Osprey. Uh, so basically, Will Osprey loses, and Taichi's still getting his title shot, but now he's getting it against Jeff Cobb. So. Um, what do you think of this over? I think most people probably liked it more than me, so you're probably one of them. Yeah, I, yeah, probably. Yeah, I enjoyed this quite a lot. Uh, if, if you want to start a show off with a hot start, put Will Ospreay in there because he Wrestle Kingdom against Ibushi here against Cobb. This guy, he can start a fucking show, and I love this match a lot. Uh, Cobb, just the the big boy throwing this little guy around, and Ospreay flipping over all over the place and hitting him with strikes, trying to you know get his advantage. This is love. A lot of fun. I can't Never remember. Do you, do you do stars or not? I've started doing them. I get four, this one four and a quarter. Okay. Cool. Um, I, but, I mean, I went I went three and a half. It's not like I hated or anything, but I just it didn't click on me with the at the level I saw mm-hmm. a lot of people rating it at. So yeah, this is great. I like like this a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, a good match. I didn't hate it or anything, but mm-hmm. uh, definitely one that uh you know wasn't like I was in love with her either. But Cobb winning is an interesting result. Uh, it leads it leads you to believe. First of all, Osprey apparently is looks like he is going to be in the best of Super Juniors after all, if you judge by that image that leaked a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. So maybe he'll now he's now going to go back down to the junior division just for that tournament at least. I mean, he's he's still been a junior all this time. They've right. never like they never officially said you're a heavyweight now. He's just been like put a little bit more muscle mass on. And yeah. in the New Japan Cup video that played for every show the words junior heavyweight flashed on screen while Osprey was on screen. So, I mean, he's been a junior all this time. He's just been in the never division pretty much all this time too. So, right. Um, but uh, yeah, it should be. Uh, will he still be, will be in the G1 though? Is the question. That's I, the, I, Yeah. Um, the last time was Devitt in 2013. Yeah. And uh, I, I can see it considering some guys have left the company. Yeah. I can see him. I can see him getting a spot. Um, so there you go. Osprey and Jeff Cobb. Osprey is going to probably be in the best of super junior and Cobb now gets at least a tour, which he said right away. If you watch the post-match, um, you know, the post-match promos, he was like, Japan, I'll be seeing you soon. And yep. he, he seems like a guy who really likes going there. So I'm always happy to have him. Yep. And the crowd um, loves him too. So it's great like, all around. I mean, he's, he's, he's a really good at like Elgin replacement. Honestly, that's what they want to do with him. Yeah. I can see that. Um, yeah. Where, where the fuck is the title match, though? It's, it's Dentaku Night 1, I want to say. Let me just double check. Oh. Uh, yes, Dentaku Night 1. Yes, with Dragon Lee versus Ishimori as well. Yeah. So right? it's a semi-main, yeah, yeah. semi and Dragon Lee and Ishimori is the main. So there you go. So that'll be Cobb and Taichi on May 3rd, Friday, Dentaku Night 1. So match number two, uh, Dog Castle and Roosh. Folks, I had needed to use the restroom because <laughs> we mentioned... Uh, I had we had been at karaoke for four hours, and uh, you know me and Damon were trying to drink each other under the table. So <laughs> you know I had to relieve myself. And as I'm in the restroom, here's what I hear: I hear the bell ring. Fifteen seconds later, I hear the bell ring again, <laughs> and then I hear the crowd start going, "Ah!" Oh! I'm like, "What the fuck is going on?" I get back to see, and my girlfriend's like, "Oh, Don Castle lost," and then he beat up those dudes for some reason. I'm like, you mean the boys? The boys? Like, yes, the boys. 
but you know. So here, um, did you see what happened at all? Did you go back so and I watch did, it? I, I, I did go back and watch it, okay. yes. But you can take us away since you were in the building. All right. I, I, I was too, but I was in the, <laughs> the, the poop room. So. I love this so much because uh, it's so so simple and so easy. The match starts and uh, the referee notices that one of Dalton Castle's boys <laughs> left a fan in the ring. And he points it out to Dalton and Dalton's like, he turns to the boy, like, get this out of here. You know, get it out. The boy reaches in and gives it out. Dalton turns around and Rush kills him with a drop kick. Just smashes right into him. Dalton lays in the, is in the corner. Rush gets up, hits the, uh, the bullhorns, which is his uh, double drop kick, uh, his drop kick to the, uh, the corner there. Hits it again. One, two, three. It's over. Just yep. like that. And it's so, so great because it does two things. Number one. It sets up the Dalton Castle heel turn, gives him a fresh coat of paint every turns on the boys. And number two, you've just made Rush look like a fucking badass for beating Dalton Castle, a former ROH world champion, in less than 20 seconds. Rush is Rush Rush is not automatically in front of that crowd uh, just a, a big deal. And it's so great, it's so simple, as I said. And as 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 short as this match was, I loved it a lot. So Roosh beat Don Castle in the yep. Don Castle turned deal. Uh, well, seemingly, I mean, I, I don't know. We'll it's hard to say it's not a heel. Yeah. When he came, when he, he went back to the backstage and just didn't say anything, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Roosh made it very clear he wants to be the Ring of Honor World Champion, and you know the new Ring of Honor World Champion, as we'll get to, is the only guy left in the kingdom he hasn't beaten yet. So mm-hmm. that'd be a very good choice, for Ring of Honor World Champion. Honestly, that'd be their first like, I don't know, be the first time it feels like the the title's on like a buzzworthy star. In fucking how, who knows how long? I mean, like, when's the last time a you know, maybe as much as I don't like him, maybe since Adam Cole, I guess the last time I felt like the Ring of Honor World Champion was on a guy that like lots of people saw as a you know, big potential star. So, I don't know. I mean, because Jay Briscoe, you know, as far as much as as good as he was at one point, he just kind of like was a guy that never went to WWE basically, it didn't seem like he was going to because of you know, his chicken farm or whatever. You know, Jay Lethal's kind of like his Ring of Honor lifer. But, you know, Roosh is like a legitimate, like, you know, he's a guy that could go anywhere, you know, and he decided to go to Ring of Honor. So that's a guy that I think, you know, if you, if you put your title on him, that's probably the most buzzworthy champion they've had in many years. And it's they, fresh, too. It. It's pretty and fresh. It, it is very cause, fresh. Because Roosh is fresh to the roster. So yeah. he's not like Lethal, who's been there forever, or, or Briscoe, or whoever. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so that was match number two, and you know that was good. Here's where we get to some stuff that was not good. Oof, starting boy. with Mayu Iwatani versus Kelly Klein for the Woman of Honor World Championship. I was exceedingly nice here and gave them two and a quarter. I thought Mayu got them to a below average. Mayu managed to drag Kelly to a be- slightly below average match. Most people were far harder on this match, and you know I can I can understand why because Kelly Klein is a bad professional wrestler. She is not good. Uh, I I basically joked on Twitter the other day that she's like Saki, Saki Akai if she was a bad wrestler. So, <laughs> like they're both like tall and awkward and like, but like she doesn't have the, the charm of Saki Akai, you know? She doesn't, and she doesn't even have like the ring presence. Of, like Saki Akai, especially in the Saki persona, like has this really weird ring presence that can make up for the fact that she you know, wrestles like a dying giraffe sometimes. (laughs) 
a deer on Kelly ice. Klein, yeah. A deer on ice. Yeah, that was I think it was Joe Lanza said that. Yeah. But a Kelly Klein, you know, does not have the charm or the charisma of Saki Akai <laughs> to cover up for this fact. So, you know, it's just not very good. Um but my yeah, this match was pretty awful. Of course, Kelly Klein won. And after the match, the beautiful people came out to the ring. And uh, 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 the allure, John. Well, the yes, allure. they formed the allure with Mandy Leon, uh, who came down from the announce table to join them in attacking Kelly Klein. So, yes, folks, this is your, again, this is Ring of Honor's biggest show in its history. This is the show to try to make a bunch of people who were clearly there either for, because they thought Kelly Omega was going to be there when they bought their ticket and, and or the young bucks, or they're there because they're very into new Japan, which is again, the, like the other portion of the crowd, make these people want to watch more ring of honor in the future. And they're the first pitch they made really of the night. Oh, I guess you could say Bruce was the first pitch. The second pitch they made in the night was watch some ring of honor where you can see Kelly Klein feud with the allure. No, thank you. Not a huge fan of that as a, we went from stardom a, a star of stardom, you know, no, I guess no pun intended, <laughs> who just came off an incredible show in Queens, New York, the day before uh, the NYC arena. Instead of that, instead of more of that, we're getting Kelly Klein, the beautiful people, and Mandy Leon. No, no, no good. Not a fan. I don't know, Andrew. Do you have any different thing to say about this <laughs> not, fucking shit. Not really. I Mayu is awesome and adorable and so sweet. She's so good. She's, She's like so the, good too. I just watched good. her. I just watched her have an awesome fucking eight man elimination tag the day before with no bottom rope because the fucking IPWK show broke it. Okay. And I watched her be part of that and have an amazing match. And she did, she couldn't do anything with Kelly Klein. And you know, God bless, uh, like session session Moth, Mar- Moth Martina is not exactly you know Ricky the Dragon Steamboat out there, and she 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 did a great job with her, but she can't fucking get anything out of Kelly Klein because Kelly Klein is like just on such a lower level. So and, and here's the thing, Kelly Klein has been wrestling for like 15 years. <laughs> I always think I had how is she still not good? <laughs> so I when I was doing the preview. I don't know if you know this or not, but like, because you might have seen it in the Slack, I did the the roundtable preview for the show, and my exact words were, "Can Mayu Iwatani get something, you know, out of the very green Kelly Klein?" And Sean, resident Ring of Honor expert Sean Seymour, <laughs> yep, had to be like, yep. "She's not green. She's just fucking bad. She's been wrestling forever." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, okay." Like I really thought I've seen her. I saw her like maybe twice in my whole life. And one of them being at uh, when I went to Final Battle last year. And I really would have guessed, like, if you told me, John, John Carroll, how many years has Kelly Klein been wrestling? I would have said, like, maybe nine months or something. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, a big, she's, oh, she's a big raw rookie. No, she's been in wrestling forever. She just fucking sucks. So, yeah, she took a reverse Hurricane Rana from Mayu. <laughs> and she took like the worst bump for it. Not a, not a horrific, not like nasty looking, but yeah, legitimately no. a bad bump. Yeah. And it's like, how, how is how is Yoshihiko a better wrestler than Kelly Klein, a living being? It's like, <laughs> I don't know. There's just no, you know, the, I, I like I said, I, just watching this after watching a stardom show, it is almost just like 
you know, it's like a sick joke. It's like you could have anybody. You know who was great on that fucking stardom show? Jamie Hayter. She was fucking awesome in that main event. I haven't seen a lot of her, but I heard her, her stardom stuff was good. And I, I, th- I did see her during the five-star Grand Prix, and she was good. What the fuck is Jamie Hayter doing? You can't bring, try to bring her in from the UK, you know? Like, if there's talent out there. It's yeah. not like you can't fucking do... Why are we doing this fucking bullshit with Kelly Klein and the allure? What is the fucking point of this? AEW, who, you know, anyone listening to this knows I'm not exactly a all these wrestling stan. But <laughs> if you compare what they're doing with their women's division, and they are not even a fucking promotion yet, versus what Ring of Honor is doing, it's like, it's ridiculous. It's like AEW just went out and signed Hikaru Shida, who's like maybe the best freelance Josie Russell on the planet. And they just were like, okay, let's just go sign her. Now it, it helps that Kenny had a personal connection with her, of course. May, but like, you're telling me Ring of Honor with all their fucking money couldn't back up the Prince trucks and get Hikaru Shida. They delete, let Ring of Honor, let AEW do it, you know, after all these years. How many years has Ring of Honor had on a fucking women's division? And the best they can come up with is let's have Kelly Klein see with the fucking beautiful people. Just disgusting. And this is what, this is like when all these people screamed about, we want New Japan to have women's matches. Are you happy now? Are you happy we got a throwaway, terrible fucking match? <laughs> match three of this MSG card? Because this is probably about what it would be too if New Japan Pro Wrestling did it. But, you know, it was, it would, uh, except maybe they would use only the Japanese women and the matches might be a little better. That's about it. It would be about the same thing, one match in the undercard. So, if you're, if, if, I hope all the New Japan women division people just like have themselves a uh, one big happy moment here because boy, this fucking suck. Speaking of yeah. things that sucked, yeah. oh sorry, you want to throw oh, something? Sorry, I was going to say sorry about that. Yeah, uh, just want to say that the crowd did not care at all either. Really? Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I saw people getting up out of their seats for this match, and yeah. the guys next to me in my row started watching NCAA basketball on their phones. <laughs> That's terrible. Because it was the final I tra- four. So I, I watched it out of respect for Mayu, but like, Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> so the Bully Ray Open Challenge. Why the fuck could this not just be Minoru Suzuki? That would have been so fucking awesome. MSG would have lost their shit, just like they lost their shit for when he came out for the Rumble, except even more, like times 100. Instead, we got Flip Gordon... After Juice Robinson attack backstage, because God knows. I mean, the crowd did love Flip Gordon. I have to give him that. There's yes. There are things on the show that the live crowd ate up that are just not for me. And this and, is one of them. This seg- this segment was one of them. Yes. Um, do you want to talk about it first? Did you like it more than I did? I probably did. I, I'm not saying I loved it, don't get me wrong, but I didn't mind it. I'm saying, like, as a as a plunder match goes, I'll watch it. I'll be fine with it. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It was just <laughs> There for me, so whatever. I mean, plunder in the building, like it was really over. Yeah, it's just not. I, I, I mean, look, I can, I can like plunder matches in certain contexts, like the Mao and Shinjiro Takagi plunder match in DET was like one of my favorite matches of the entire weekend. But that's like a comedy hardcore match, you know. Yeah. And death matches to me are really are cool. And there's, you know, there's one thing on WrestleMania that we'll talk about that I liked, that other people didn't like. But I don't know if I'm at a new, like, it, I'm in a headspace first of all of. I'm here to see New Japan. I don't fucking want to see Plunder at New Japan show, you know? <laughs> it's just not something I'm really in the mood for when I go to New Japan. Um, and I understand it's Ring of Honor too. But, like, it's just, I, I, and then it, it just wasn't a good hardcore match to me either. Like, 
you know, I, I admit that my my I have a bias against anyway in this context, but there's just nothing in there that connected with me. And I'm I don't really think I'm the outlier here. I mean I I shouldn't plug grapple considering they don't give us money like they do with the with the flagship. <laughs> but like the grapple average here at 212 ratings is only 1.74, which is very low, obviously. So it's not like most people thought this was great or even good mm-hmm. and like John's out to lunch. Now I gave it a quarter star. Uh, that may have been, oh no, I'm sorry. I gave it a, I gave it a half star. So that's a little lower than the 1.74 average, but you know, most people did not seem to enjoy this very much on the grapple app anyway. Um, as far as the, what else I remember from the match, not a whole lot. I remember being very, very bored and I I don't know. I just, I'm never going to care about bully rain 2019 ring of honor can bring them out to yell shit all they want. Although they brought him out to interrupt the fucking rapper that no one wanted to see rap in the first place, which is very stupid when the man's supposed to be an Uber heel mm-hmm. and would be in most other contexts. Instead, you get him cheered for interrupting this rapper. What the fuck was the point of that? Like, why would you want to get, why would you want Bully Ray to get a pop? That's one of those things where it's like, what is Ring of Honor? Like, do they just book these shows drunk? Like, I don't really understand. But I don't know. But yeah, there you go. So not a good, not a good six man, not a good brawl, not a good match. One of those things where I'm just like, let's please let this be over. And this is at this point, the show was in a very bad stretch of yeah. like, I uh, we need something. To, I, I remember sitting there being like, "There's good stuff coming. Just please, God." Let, let I remember, I remember tweeting, "Save us, Dot Juniors." I was like, <laughs> "Please <laughs> break the walls down and save us, boys." <laughs> I mean, I took, I took, uh, I took my girlfriend to the show, who's not a huge wrestling fan, and I took another friend who, you know, I just sold on it uh, as like, "Oh, see, this thing from Japan is more like another uh, weeaboo person." <laughs> and well, except he's Asian, so I don't know if you're supposed to say that. But he's an Asian weeaboo, and he, he, you know, I convinced him on going on going to the show. And at this point, he was just like. Uh, this kind of sucks. And I was like, I know, but this is Ring of Honor. They suck. And I, this is not me prodding him to say this either. He's just like, yeah, the Ring of Honor stuff seems pretty bad. I'm like, it is. <laughs> it is really bad. <laughs> but after this is the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title three-way, uh, Taiji Ishimori, Bandito, and Dragon Lee. And thankfully, this was just what the show needed. This was a huge shot in the arm. It was a crazy little junior spot fest. I went four and a quarter on this. I really loved it. It's so like, you know, only like a, I think only like a 10 minute match, right? Yeah, like, like eight, nine minutes, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it was just, eight, yeah, eight, it's 8.54, so just under nine minutes. But just a really ridiculously fun. And, you know, the, the four and a quarter, this may have been the thing where like you, you guys were following such fucking garbage for the past hour right. that like, Anything halfway competent was going to have a, a, you know, a great bias with me at this point. Like, I'm just going to be like, thank God. There's some people who are doing wrestling moves, and, <laughs> you know, flying around and having like doing some good stuff. But yeah, this was really, really fun. I really loved it. I thought it was uh, yet another good junior title match for Taiji Ishimori, uh, who did lose the title here to Dragon Lee, um, although Dragon Lee pinned Bandito. So that sets up the Dragon Lee Taiji singles match which, as we mentioned earlier, is the main event of Dontaku Night 1, which I think evidently sends on Twitter, like, when he saw that, must have, like, had a minor little heart attack <laughs> for seeing the juniors get that big of a spot. But yeah, this was this was awesome. Yeah, I went four and a half on this thing. I, I love this. I, I love wow, this I thing thought... so much. 
I thought I was uh, high. Jesus. Partly, be, partly because of the previous stuff that has, that has happened, of course, but just because they did not waste a single second of the time they got. They went out there and did as much crazy shit as they could. Just the you know, corkscrew topes, uh, Dragon Lee doing that, like running over the top of her and run off the apron. It's always fucking nuts. Uh, you know, Canadian destroyers. Bandito, God bless his little heart, him doing that moonsault following slam to both guys off the top rope was utter fucking nuts. Everybody in my row, everybody in my section, like just stood up and went nuts. It was incredible to watch. And yeah, I, I love this match a lot. I can't wait. Oh, it's, it's so great. <laughs> my whole section loved this, loved this match too. And you know, it, it, I should say, you know, probably where you are in the in the crowd, depend on the, on the arena this big, will infect your enjoyment of the show. And I was around like a pretty decent section. You know, there were some Bullet Club fans, obviously, like elite slash elite fans. There, but there are also like other random Lij fans, which is cool. Very into Naito. Uh, there were some people who just like they were taking the show because it was a big deal, and they you know they were like fun to be around. But I, I heard some other sections were a little more well, here's, annoying. Here's the thing: there was a guy like directly behind me who clearly did not know who like 90 to 95 percent of the wrestlers were on the show. He like he he knew a lot of 80s and 90s wrestlers. He knew a lot of those guys. Like 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 for example, um, during this match, um, at one point he was like, "Is that Hooventu in the corner? Is that movie? <laughs> Where's the forfeit? He was joking, obviously, but like yeah. he would he would keep you keep referencing like old wrestlers. He was he's very very annoying. But for the yeah, major- I've, been, I've but, been in the crowd with that type of fan. Yeah, for the most part though, my section was pretty good though. They're they're yeah. they, they 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 knew their stuff. So um, I wanted to mention too. You know what this reminded me of? Thinking about it, another match I was there live for. It reminded me of the Angle Orton Mysterio three way at WrestleMania twenty two, where their time got cut to like yeah, like nine minutes. minutes. Yeah, or yeah, like that. and they yeah. just went out there and did. They just went out there and did like a million moves. Yeah. <laughs> like it was great. So that that reminds me of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this that awesome match and like it really woke up my section, especially my section. Oh, yeah. Like I know some parts of the crowd were really into that. Uh, the hardcore shit in the last match. My section was not one of them. My section was like, you know, a little more sitting on their hands for that. Right. But this this really woke them up. The next match, the IWGP Tag and ROH World Tag title match, Tongaloa pinning Brody King in 945 with the Super Power Bomb. Thank God they just had the IWGP Tag Champions pin the Ring of Honor Tag Champions to win both belts instead of having them pin like you know, one of the Mark Frisco, teams. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be even worse. We we wanted the nightmare scenario during the preview where like evil can pin Mark Briscoe and become the IWGP <laughs> and Ring of Honor World Tag Champions, despite neither team holding either title. Like that could have happened, folks. But thankfully, they just did the logical thing and had the one half the t- IWGP champions pin one half of the ROH Tag Champions. Um, this was this was like surprisingly fun. Um. I didn't have high expectations of this at all, but I still went. I ended up going three and three quarters. You know, the PCO show is always fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, that might be like the second or third best thing Ring of Honor has going for it right now. And they just, you know, same thing. They just went out there and did a spot fest, which, you know, they only got 10 minutes. Why not? And that's exactly what the show needed, too, was some uh, exciting wrestling after, again, the stretch we were coming off. Yeah, it was good. Um, a little hard to concentrate at times because the action was kind of everywhere. Um, yeah. And some guys got kind of lost in the shuffle, uh, especially Lij. I mean, like Evelyn Sonata, like barely did anything. I don't think uh, they got like a free trip to New York. I think, but um, <laughs> yeah, this was this is fine. I I love 
I just love the G.O.D. entrance in general right now with the music, the new song and the Iron Man masks and Tamatonga like slithering down the apron. That was really cool on his knees. Um, helps that they're over break time as well. But uh, yeah, this, this, this was a good match, I think. Not not great, but good. And have to mention too the the post match, which went the, the clip of it went viral. But like Tamatonga Ta- Ta- gets backstage, uh-huh. and they don't have the IWGP tag titles because Toriano stole them after the match. Which I'm talking about the end zone fucking casting. But like he gets back there and he has the Ring of Honor tag belt. He takes it, fucking tosses it. Get like, the shit out of here. Fuck. Like, get the shit out of here. And it's like, nobody gives a fuck about ROH. <laughs> like, God damn. That was just awesome. You know, you know, that that I guess is I you know, people are like, oh, is it a shoot? I'm sure it's not a fucking shoot. I'm sure it's to make them heels to Ring of Honor fans they come back to defend them next month. But like, A, you could it was probably like uh, you know, want to call it like shooting on the square for him. <laughs> for, I fully believe that Tabatanga probably does not give a flying fuck about being one half yeah, of the ring of honor. Yeah, he put well, a little truth in that statement, I think. <laughs> yes. And B, um, you know, it, it's it's probably not a shoot, probably set up a, you know, a match or whatever. B, it sure as fuck makes him a B face to me. And to the many other yeah. fucking New Japan fans yeah. that had to sit through half a shitty Ring of Honor show. So, yes, Tabatanga with the fucking belt toss. End zone casting. I don't, I don't even want to fucking talk about that. I, here's what I'll say about that, okay? First of all, Ring of Honor, go fuck yourselves. Hiring a fucking accused rapist who, on top of being a complete fucking piece of shit in almost every single way possible, is also a goddamn terrible wrestler. You're not even bringing in a terrible human being who is going to improve your cards and make your fucking shows better. That would still be terrible. But at least I, I would be sitting here like, well, he's a terrible human being, but uh, you know, I get it from their perspective. They're desperate for talent. No, he's a terrible human being, and he fucking sucks. Okay. So I, I just said I wasn't gonna talk about because I knew it was gonna get, I knew it was gonna get this fired up. Fuck you, Ring of Honor, for bringing in Enzo and Cass. Fuck you for ruining Hiroshi Tanahashi's pop because the entire goddamn crowd was too busy trying to figure out if that thing was a work or a shoe. Which, by the way, I thought it was a work the moment that nobody... Like, at first, it, I, I did kind of think it was a shoe because, you know, I guess from, where, from my vantage point, I couldn't really see if they were working the punches or not. You know, Enzo did do the thing at Survivor Series. But once the... Security did not come. Yeah, over when there were no security guard, exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, if, like it could have been a shoot for like ten seconds. Once security doesn't come over, it's obviously a fucking work. And I, I had people tweeting me, I like, oh well, they're not showing on camera and trying to convince me it was a shoot. But like, no, I mean, come on. If it was a shoot, then Master Garden had the worst security in, in history. So there you go. Fuck ROH for this. Um, apparently, senior management was like really, really like pushing for it, but, you know, fucking Enzo and Cass. Are you fucking kidding me? That's going to be on your fucking shows going forward. Enzo and Big Cass. Like, is there... I'm sure there are some people who want to see it, but, oh, God. I don't have anything to say about that, but just, ugh. Uh, I mean, I'm kind of echoing your thoughts. Uh, when this whole thing went down, I was like, why? Why is this happening? And why is this happening here? This is this is this is not you know final battle. This is not you know 
best in the world featuring, you know, a few mid-card stars of Ring of Honor. This is a, a show in Madison Square Garden, the biggest Ring of Honor show ever, the biggest New Japan USA show ever. And it's a show that is co-branded. This is not just a Ring of Honor show. This is a New Japan show. This is their name, their logo is firmly on the banner here. And Ring of Honor decides to just take a giant shit in Madison Square Garden with this. They do this. It's like, what are you doing? It's Why? What, what? What is? What is the? What is the purpose of this? If the purpose of this is to get people talking, is to like <laughs> drum up like you know online buzz. Uh, this is not good. You don't want this kind of buzz. Yeah. Because guess what? Enzo and Cass, yeah, they're pieces of shit. Especially and they suck. Enzo, especially Enzo. <laughs> and they suck. And they they're suck. not good. It's the worst of both worlds. It's not even a piece of shit who is good. <laughs> it's like, why? Like, there's no reason to do this. Like, and as literally such, no reason. And as such, yeah, when the next match happened, which, oh, by the way, it wasn't Mayo versus Kelly Klein. It wasn't the Bully Ray Open Challenge. The next fucking match was Hiroshi motherfucking Tanahashi against Zack motherfucking Sabre Jr. in a singles title match that got fucking overtaken by the murmur in the crowd. Over was it a work? Was it a shoot? Enzo, big ca- blah, 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 blah. fuck you. <laughs> and there's funny people. You. There are funny people who are disgusted. I mean, I look. I know that people on Twitter. There, there's probably people who will listen to this and be like, "Oh, it's just the internet bubble. No one cares." I ran into people in the fucking concourse. I heard people talking about how disgusted they were. I ran into two of my friends, or um, your former co-host, actually. I just realized. That was one of the oh, persons really? I ran into. I ran into Chris Befoy uh, and his, his lovely... Uh, yeah, God, I, I, I missed wife, him. Is it wife or... Tess, uh, I know. Tessa, wife, I, think, I know, I I know the name. Fiance. I, I think say, still I was trying to say wife or fiance. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I, I, they, I do know Tessa's name. We've been friends on Twitter forever. Okay, never mind. I couldn't, remember, <laughs> I couldn't remember if they married there or not. I don't know. Um, I don't think so. But yes, like I ran to them and they were just like fucking disgusted. And, you, you know, that's I was like, oh, this is later, much later. And I was like, you know, right after Naito Ibushi. And I was like, oh, that was incredible, huh? And they were like, yeah, but still pretty gross that they booked Enzo and Gas. And I heard other people talking about it, too. It's not like this is just fucking internet bubble bullshit. Like this is, you know, people were disgusted. The man is an accused rapist. Okay. So I don't know. It just fucking, it fucking sucked. And. I, I find it pretty pretty goddamn disgusting that this is what Ring of Honor chose to use their biggest platform on. I mean, you should expect nothing less from them given who their fucking parent company is. And that's apparently who was pushing for it with like higher ups. But yeah, it was really gross. And uh like it just overshadowed Tanahashi and I didn't want to talk about this long. So fuck them. Fuck Enzo and Cass and you know, if you if you're the person listening to this who's like really into Enzo and Cass and good for you, I guess, but I was I found it both both disgusting and also one of one of many things on the show that would let maybe we like, wow, I, I just don't really want to watch Ring of Water ever again. So not that I watched them much to begin with, but this sure to make me want to start watching them every month. Uh British heavyweight title, Tanahashi Zack Sabre Jr. As we said, unfortunately overshadowed by what happened at the end of the last match. Oh, 
And, and by the way, that what happened in the last match also overshadowed Toriyano still in the tag titles. Yeah. Because like he did that, which we're all looking up, like, oh. Yeah, which, which set up the match on the Dontaku tour. I think it's Hinokuni, yeah. right? Yeah. I think it's G-O-D versus yeah, yeah G-O-D versus uh, Most Violent Players. So yeah. they completely over, <laughs> overshadowed that fucking angle. Like in a different universe where that fucking end zone cash bullshit, Toriano was so over in that rumble. That would have been a really cool moment. The crowd fight would have popped mm-hmm. huge for Yano standing there <clears> on the belt. What is like Yano grin. Instead, the, the crowd was too busy watching this fucking bullshit brawl to even notice. Ugh. Fuck Ring of Honor. Right <laughs> white title. Saber and Tanahashi. Um yeah, this was this was fine. You know, I mean like I, I went three and a half. It was good. Once the crowd actually noticed it was happening, it was good. But you know, these two they don't they've had one really good match, the the G one match last year. Most of the other matches don't really hit that four plus level for me. I don't I don't know what it is about the pairing. Do you mean New Japan but... Cup? Is that what you meant or no, no, no. I think I did mean the G1. The G1. Oh, two. They were saying two years ago then. Yeah, two years ago. Oh, okay. I, I see. Yeah. Okay. I got confused yeah, there with it last year. Yeah. Okay. But overall, you know, good match. Maybe want, nothing wanting a little more. And like I said, but it's still a fucking bad taste in everybody's mouth. So that could be part of it. Yeah, Sam. I liked it a lot too. But uh, it was, I, I had to rewatch it actually just to like get back into it. But uh, yeah, it's just a bummer. That Tanahashi's first singles match and Sabres as well, his first singles match in Madison Square Garden was just ruined by that fucking bullshit. But still good. As a match goes, it's still good, I thought. So, yeah. Uh, and then match number eight, the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. The reason why I sat through all this Ring of Honor bullshit <laughs> and would do it again to get this match again to see a Naito defeating Kota Ibushi, or losing to Kota Ibushi, what am I talking about? In 2053, with the Kamigoe. Um, yeah, this was incredible. I mean, this is pretty much exactly what I thought it was going to be, and it was just amazing to witness that in person. Um, you know, just two men who were absolutely willing to do almost anything to win a professional wrestling match, and I, I, it was very different from the from the New Japan Cup one they had last month. I rated this four and three quarters, like, but I put it just below the New Japan Cup match. But I liked it. I liked that it was like so different. Instead of being like you know counter 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 like the first one was, this time it was like Naito beat him down for a long time. But to me, that heat segment never got uninteresting or anything. It was all very very good stuff. And then Ibushi gets like one gigantic counter, which was the you know the uh, the Hurricanrana off the apron, which. My God, that spot. I mean, it, it looked impressive enough when I watched it back. But in the building, when, you know, we were sitting in the corner in the 100 section. I think you had kind of similar seats, right? Just on the other corner, maybe. Yeah, I was in the corner. Yeah. Yeah. So we were both in the and like, just from from my vantage point, just watching Abushi like leap in the air and like run of this dude in midair and have them both like just fall to the floor out of view. Just incredible Effortless. moment. Effortless. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Yeah. And then, you know, they have the, the forearm exchange on the mat. And then Abushi, you know, goes into that dark place and like starts <laughs> fucking with the strikes and the crowd at this what the moment and this is where I knew that the that at least my section had seen, you know, these big kind of New Japan singles matches before. Because Abushi, the moment that he like had turned his back to Naito and started having that look on his face, which even from far away we could see what was going on, like the entire crowd just started buzzing, like, oh my God, he's gonna do it. 
he's going to do like the thing from the Nakamura match, <laughs> basically. And like he just turns around and starts going with those strikes. And then Naito like, you know, basically shuts him down, which is like a really cool moment too. And then he gets that running Destino, you know, and the whole crowd, first of all, the whole crowd thought that was eventually. Now he never actually pins him with the running Destino. But yeah, that was just incredible when you see the, the running Destino in person, just like flies in out of nowhere and hits it. It's just so awesome. Uh, the swine dive German was incredible. The only thing that I take off a, a quarter star for and that puts it below the New Japan Cup match is that little like mini botch. Uh, yeah, they're, they're like the reverse gig and tonic where he like yeah. kind of tripped over yeah. and felt his neck. Yeah. 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 So that I that's what I have to take off a quarter star for. But that's really the only thing that keeps this from being a five star match and being above the New Japan Cup match for me. And I just thought the finish was perfect where you're you're fighting so hard for for Naito, especially for a Naito fan, for him to like break out of that power bomb. He's punching away and Ibushi just fucking drops him on his head anyway. And then after that hits the Kamigoi and gets the pin. It was just a, I wanted him to kick out so bad, but uh, you know, I thought I thought maybe Naito retain here and they'd do the rematch of Dominion or something, but Ibushi gets the win. Um absolutely incredible match. So happy I was there. It was the match of the entire weekend for me for you know, the six shows I saw live plus WrestleMania. And I'm very happy I was there for this. What'd you think, Andrew? <laughs> Pretty much the same thing. I mean, it's not that different. <laughs> I went four and three quarters. I mean, I love this so much. This is one of my favorite matches of the weekend. Uh, everything from just the back and forth, the car coming off the apron, the German suplex, which everybody just went fucking bonkers for that one. And, uh, you know, the, the Beaumaye, which... I mean, people oh, yeah. again went I nuts. I forgot about that. Yeah. I mean, that, that was such a great sight to see. And yeah, Abushi getting the win, man. It was uh, I was the Abushi guy. Can't can't help it. I just love the guy so much. And when he won the title, I was like, he he won. I I I stood up and I was like, he he won the title. He won the title. He did it. He did it. <laughs> and the crowd was going nuts. And it was just a. It was so. It felt so special to just be there and and see a that match, which was just fucking crazy, and b to see Kota Abushi finally win the IC title and on his you know, third try on his third try and a title that you know his heroes that Tanahashi Nakamura held and he's now the champion it's like yeah, this is why we this is why we travel four hours you know this is why <laughs> come on baby I texted Rich right after like that match fucking ruled and he was like I'm standing in pacing baby I'm standing in pacing <laughs> oh man it's it so good I loved it's very subtle but I loved when Ibushi came backstage the complete contrast from how Naito treated the belt even now when he would drag it along. He was like hugging it like he hugged the belt in the face. ring. Yeah. Yeah, that too. But like he's still hugging it when he gets back to <laughs> He's like like just holding it to him as hard as possible. Now, here's what I will say about Ibushi winning that I don't like. Naito has absolutely nothing to do now. Yeah. Probably until the G1. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's just, he, just, he doesn't even get any big singles match on the entire Dantaku tour where even Jay White, you know, has that match with Go that random match with Goto. Um, so Naito has nothing at all to do on the Dontaku tour. Maybe their idea is to give him a break, but like he's Naito is my wrestler of the year at the moment, you know, or one or two at the very least. Like he's every single time he's been out there, he's been fucking killing it. You know, whether it was for Tai Chi, Abushi twice, uh, Jericho, Jericho, Jericho match was I mean, fantastic. Yeah, fan, I mean, th- he's got three of my top four in match of the year, and maybe somebody listening is like, oh, sure, he does job, but like he didn't have that last year. I think he had like. I'm trying to remember what the fuck he had. Maybe number two and that was it or something. So, you know, it's just a very – he's had an incredible year, uh, even for a guy that I already thought was best in the world. So, you know, 
I, it, I think it kind of sucks to see his momentum kind of derailed here and that he's not going to do anything for this tour. Maybe he'll have a big match at Dominion anyway, and it won't, you know, it'll be right back on schedule. But if I, he could just be on ice until the G1, which would kind of just suck with how much momentum he had. But, you know, Kota Bush, he's been awesome too. And he's going to, yeah. Now, now he's going to defend against Zach Sabre Jr. In, in like under two weeks now. Uh, April That's 20th. Gonna That's going to fucking rule. That's going to fucking, it's a main event match. It's going to fucking rule. Yeah, I mean, like I gave, I went four and three quarters on the G one match last year, so you know, it wouldn't surprise me if they had something that good again. So we'll see. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's that's New Japan's annual. We have to have a big show while John's at Anime Boston show because <laughs> yeah, Anime Boston that weekend, and we'll just be like, well, well, I mean, at least it's not a Sakura Genesis because that's what it's been the last couple of years, but still a kind of big show. But oh well. Uh, but yeah, so that is what's coming up for the IC title. Uh, after that, on the G1 Supercard, we have the three-way ladder match for the ROH World Championship. It says here 2935. I could have sworn someone told me about 40 minutes. Maybe they're including like entrances and stuff. Yeah, 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 maybe. Yeah, but like 2935 is still a long fucking time long for match. a ladder match. <laughs> um, so you, why don't you take the lead on this one? Because I actually... I don't know exactly how much of this I missed. I was like, you know, I, I, I there was no way anything was going to fall that Naito Bushi match, especially not a fucking three-way ring on a ladder match I didn't care about. So I, I, I stayed in my seat. To, I wanted to see Marty's entrance, which he did get the gigantic pop that, you know, everybody would have expected. Probably the biggest pop of the show. And, you know, that's that's cool. I don't, I don't really like Marty's scroll, but this crowd sure did like him. Um, but after that, I got up for a while. I think I missed like maybe 10 minutes of the match. Uh, maybe a little less this is when I ran into your former broadcast colleague and, you know, went and got a pretzel and stuff. But what did you, I saw someone on the screen though. What mm-hmm. did you think of the ring of honor world title three-way ladder match? Um, I enjoyed it to some extent. Um, ladder matches again, like Rich always says, they're like pizza, you know, even the bad ones are okay. They're fine. Um, this was very long. Uh, this is a long, long match. Um, but there were some crazy bumps that I liked. I popped big four. Um, Taven powerbombing Lethal onto a ladder. That was set up on chairs. It was pretty crazy. Uh, lethal doing the big elbow drop off the giant ladder was nuts as well. Um, there's some just hard shots in the whole thing, really. Um, but yeah, it was pretty long. And I wasn't really that invested in it, I don't think. But um yeah, I'd say it was it was fine. It was fine, pretty good ladder match. Good, good to find, or good to good to really good, I should say. Um, but yeah, okay. Let me let me say what I'm gonna say about this match. First of all, I don't like ladder matches. That's my bias. I'm not. I'm sure in like 2000, I thought they were great as a as a young team, but now they're just like I. They're the same fucking shit every time. Man sets up ladder. Man tries to climb ladder way too slowly. And I don't think people wrestling, us wrestling fans realize how fucking stupid they look to non-fans. Because this was the only match I heard complaints from my two very casual companions about how fucking fake it looked. Because <laughs> they were just like, why can't this man just not climb a little faster? Why is this man more concerned with like punching a guy instead of just getting the belt when it's right there? Like at his fingertips, like all this shit. It's like, yeah, I don't have an answer for you. It's just, it, it's fucking dumb. And the other thing I just can't believe is how, like, I don't know, people will just never get tired, I guess, of seeing these same exact spots. 
because it feels like I didn't feel like there's anything new here other than a purple ladder at the end. But you know, it feels like we've been watching the same exact spots since you know the three-way ladder match of WrestleMania 2000 or something, and people went nuts for them still. Maybe that's just what what people are going to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, thir- thirty minutes is way too long. Uh, you yes, cut ten yeah. minutes from this. You cut ten minutes from this, it would have been okay. There, there was a little when I got back to my seat. I want to say there was a stretch of like. 10 minutes when I was like, well, this isn't so bad. And then it just kept going and going and going and going after that. I'm just like, okay, I am so fucking ready for this to end. And it just felt like it went on forever. Uh, Jay Lethal almost killed somebody with the ladder contraption. Have to mention that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's uh, a they, lawsuit. That was the chance in the crowd. <laughs> they that's did. They did. If you watch clearly, they closely, you can see the person's face. Cause someone at least, like has a film, like a film of it. You can see like their face like moved backwards in time. They don't, they don't actually get hit in the face with it, but it looked like oh, yeah? from our vantage point that, that they did, but they didn't actually get hit in the face. So that's good. Oh, good. It just kind of like came very close, but didn't actually get them as far as I could tell. Um, but yeah, I mean like as far as the match itself goes, I did not enjoy this at all. I thought it was incredibly stupid when uh, you mentioned the elbow drop off the top of the ladder. Like that's the Jeff Hardy spot, right? When Jeff Hardy, I guess, put I don't I don't fucking know he put the table like one of the Dudleys, I think, at WrestleMania yeah. 2000 think, with I the think, giant ladder. I think Bubba, I think it was, yeah, yeah, that killed them, and they were done for the rest of the match. Here, that, you're right. Yes, Taven got elbow, up. Taven got up, and Lethal got up like 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 two he, minutes afterwards. Yeah, the two minutes, like two, two seconds, I think. <laughs> Like, immediately. I was just like, oh, my God, that's so fucking stupid. Like, look, at least if you want to be the guy that put him through the table, you know, Jay Lethal got up. I can sort of live with that. But to have the guy who got fucking put through the table with a giant ladder elbow drop get up immediately like that, I was just like, this is so fucking dumb. What are we doing here? Matt Taven is winning the match. That spot should have been the one that, like, took out one of the two challengers. That should have been Jay Lethal elbow dropping Marty Scroll for the table, and he's never seen again. You know, because like, it was late in the match anyway. Like that should have been the end of Marty Scroll for the rest of the match, and then you know Marty Scroll's dead. Jay Lethal recovers and goes in and tries to stop Taven. And Taven wins. Instead, it was Jay Lethal elbow drops Taven through the table with a giant fucking ladder and kills him, and they both just back up and like, oh, I bet Taven wins. Like, what is the fucking point of that then? So I don't know. Maybe that sounds like a nitpicky to people, but I just like if if your fucking giant spot slime is gonna have a point, then like what are we even doing here? At that point, we're just like fucking doing shit for the sake of doing shit, and just you know look very stupid. So not a big fan of this, but I will admit though that when I tweeted like at the start of this match because Matt team was very hated, and you know. um the and Marty and Marty Scroll was incredibly beloved. I tweet something like, "If Matt, I hope Matt Taven wins this because I'm gonna laugh my ass off if he does." And then he did win it, and I fucking laughed and laughed and laughed. I was in the sea of like sad whoop whoops, like people <laughs> very upset. Like a, a, a dad and his son stormed up, up the fucking stairway. The dad turned his back. And like made his son look away from the ring, and son was trying to look, and like put up the, the fucking double middle finger, and like kept them up as he walked up the stairs, like immediately after Taven and won, and the like people were storming out, like so angry. A lot of them did come back, including the angry dad. So I guess they were just like they didn't want to see Taven celebrate or something. But people were so fucking mad 
when Taven won this. I heard some people saying it's good heat and Taven is blah, blah, is a good heel and blah, blah, blah. From what I was saying, that did not look like, look like good heat. I And I like Matt Taven. I have nothing against the dude. I think he's fine for what he is. But that looked like people really fucking pissed off that Marty Scroll did not win. At least that's what it felt like in my section. It did not feel like people, um, you know, good wrestling heat. They want to see Matt Taven, you know, as, as a heel champion. It just felt like people who are like, okay, Marty Scroll is the only member of the elite left. You know, we bought our tickets, you know, in large part for the elite, you know, because remember they went on sale well before AEW was a thing. You know, people thought they would be here. So at least give us Marty winning the belt here in the semi-main. And instead they, they fucking gave you Madison Square Taven. And people seemed really angry that they got Madison Square Taven. I don't know. What do you think about the whole Taven winning thing? Was it like that well, in your section? Well, too? first of all, first of all, there was a guy in front of me, like two rows down, who was a massive, and I stress the word massive Matt Taven fan. So much so that when Taven won the match, he legit started crying. <laughs> Okay. When David won the belt, like not like not like like you know tear on his face, yeah. he was like hunched over, like shoulders going up and down, like weeping, because Matt Taven won the match, and it's like I I kind of wanted to like tap him on the shoulder and be like, are you a relative of his? Like, are you a family member of Matt Taven's? Like, what's the deal here? But yeah, I mean Taven winning, to me, I had, I had no problem with the guy as as well like like you do. You know, but he's fine. He's fine. But it's hard to understand why he won from both in like an out of storyline perspective and an in storyline perspective. Because on the one hand, Marty still has time left on his contract. And he is clearly the, the guy in that match with the most buzz on him. Like people love Marty Skrull. And if you're going to have Marty you know, the rest of the contract, put the belt on him, you know, build him up as the guy. And then you can have Taven win the belt off Marty when Marty's contract is up and make Taven the star that way, as opposed to, you know, having Skrull just just stay there until the end on his own without the belt. And also in storyline, Kenny King won the honor rumble. Kenny King is (laughs) a heel. Matt Taven (laughs) is a heel. They're going to actually have letters show up Matt Taven and Kenny King. And not only that, <laughs> not only that, Marty Skrull just spent the past few months feuding with Kenny King. You would, you would have had a built-in title match right there because the last time Skrull wrestled King was the anniversary show. Skrull cheated to win the match. He hit him with the umbrella. You can have King be like, all right, I want this title shot. I don't want you to cheat. You know, I, I'm going to win this match. You could have built the match up like that too. But instead, we're going to get Kenny King versus Matt Taven, heel versus heel for the title. <laughs> Kenny King versus Matt Taven is going to be a Ring of Honor world title match. <laughs> oh, exactly. I mean, this is basically me after we won. I was just fucking, just, I stood up and cackled. I sat back down and cackled. I'm sure the people who were like so pissed love me, but like I was like fucking dying with laughter when Matt Taven won. And like, <laughs> I don't know. I just found that the funniest fucking thing in the world. Um, I can't even really explain how, how like long I last for. But yeah, Madison Square Taven. It happened. I really did that. Um look, Marty Scroll, uh, I, I get if, if the idea is we don't want to put the belt in this guy because he's leaving us, you know, later this year anyway. 
I don't even necessarily like disagree with that line of thought. I think in hindsight, though, because I, I argue that too. I'm like, well, maybe they shouldn't put the bet on Marty on Marty if he's, if he's just going to leave. But I think in hindsight, they should have put the bet on him here and then have him lose in a month. That's what I would have done because the crowd, it would have been like a great moment for the crowd. The crowd would have gone crazy. And then he could just, if you want Matt Taven to beat him for it in fucking, you know, Bumblefuck, Iowa, where the fuck they're running next, then go ahead and do that. But I would have given the Marty, like in the hindsight of what happened here and how fucking rabid this crowd was for Marty and how much they clearly were like dying for him to win this match. And, you know, the fact that they were going to get Kenny, who they popped huge for. Uh, in that IWGP title pre-match graphic. They didn't get the Young Bucks. They didn't get Cody. They didn't get Paige. Just give them Marty winning the title, you know? Mm-hmm. And again, I am not an elite stan. I'm not even an elite fan. But, like, I could read the room. And this this room really wanted Marty Scroll to win this fucking title. And they just, you know, they gave him massive square Taven. So I don't know if that's going to make these people want to come back to Ring of Honor, honestly. Um, maybe the argument is... It doesn't matter because he's leaving, but like I just want to give him the belt and let him have it for a month and, and then have him lose it. I, I don't I agree that he shouldn't have won it and then held it all the way till he leaves in September or whenever the fuck he's leaving. But I would have probably just had him win here. Best in the world is in I, a few months. You can have him drop him then, you know? Yeah. There's like a I mean, bunch of shows I, in between. So just, just or have him drop it next week if you want. Whatever. Just give him that moment in the building, you know? I mean, like they have a show next week. Just fucking have him drop it there if you want to. I just want to give him the moment at least of winning the title and like right. and having the crowd go cra- absolutely crazy. But they didn't do it. They gave it. They gave us Madison Square Garden. So <laughs> that's fine, I guess. Uh, the main event: Jay White defeating Kazuchika Okada in thirty-two, thirty-three. At the uh, uh, scratch that. Reverse it, please. Okada. Defeating oh, I keep, Jay I keep White. saying this. Why does it say first? Okay. When I read when I read off the the Ring of Honor website or the New Japan website, like it puts it first defense there, which makes me think it's saying he won and like successfully defended. But yes, obviously Okada beat Jay White to become the new the 69th IWGP Heavyweight Champion in 32-33. I think I even said with the Rainmaker. So no, Jay White did not have a Rainmaker on Okada <laughs> and pin him. Uh, what an ending that would have been after uh, after the last match. Okada was almost as over as Marty Scroll and like Naito and Ibushi and those types were in this match. I mean, he was like the crowd really loved him uh, from the moment he came out, and they were really into it throughout this match, except early on when they were dead because it was almost midnight, <laughs> which is you know it had been a very long show. I mean, we're going to talk about another show uh briefly anyway that was very very long but this show if you count the honor rumble was like over five hours which is a long wrestling show mm-hmm. um and, you know the crowd was really failing it at the start of this especially what did you think of this match because i have a feeling i'm a lot lower on than you are so. probably yeah i went four and a half um i i agree that it was a little slow to start early on uh but as it kept going and going and it just built to that hot closing stretch i got super into it and the crowd did too so I like this match a lot and uh, seeing Okada finally just kill Jay White with the Rainmaker and win the belt back and finally avenge all those losses was very cathartic. And I thought Jay White did his great job here as the heel. Um, you know, he, he was moved from the start when he came out. So he's a pretty, you know, pretty, you know, people hate him. <laughs> they People, people move with Jay White and they love Okada. So the right call, 
for the Okada winning. Uh, great closing stretch. Uh, and yeah, great way to uh, end the show, I thought. Yeah, I, I didn't, I mean, I went only went three and a quarter on it. I thought it was pretty disappointing. I mean, my big problem, like I said, the I thought the first, like, 10 minutes was, like, as bad of a first 10 minutes as one of these big, um, epic IWGP title match matches has been in a, uh, in a very long time, especially being at the end of this like long ass show. It just was like, okay, can we, they, I really, I would have like called an audible and told them, you know, like cut 10 minutes, you know, and that's, I feel that I could see that. Easily could have been, easily could have been Definitely. And you're not, you're not alone Um, either. I know I've seen people online say it as well. Like, you know, could have been a little bit shortened up. But uh, I, I see your point, um, definitely. And the spot where, like, Jay White was countering by just, like, stumbling on into the corner and sitting down like a toddler and doing that again for the Carol the Raymaker, it just looked so stupid. Um, you know, I don't know. It was the first... I, I, I mean, I actually think the first 20 minutes were really, really boring. You know, the last 12, I guess, were good. And that's what, like, elevates it up to even, like, three and a quarter level. But they weren't, like, blow away either. Like, I didn't think it was a great reversal finishing stretch. Like, to me, if you want to see an amazing Okada finishing stretch, it's from Okada Sonata in the New Japan Cup final, which I thought was, like, which is my match of the year still at the moment. And I thought that was an amazing, like, Okada finishing stretch. This was just, like, I don't know. Like, it was good, but, like, it didn't have that, like, it, it didn't have the smoothness of Okada Sonata. It didn't have, like, the, the, the way it was clicking and, the you know, just everything clicked with that finishing stretch. This was like, yeah, it was good, and I, I was into the way you know the remake that when he countered into the uh, Blade Runner, but like I don't, it just it, it it didn't feel like it clicked on that same level to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, like still still a good end to. I mean, it's, it's Okada winning the crowd was very very happy, yep, and that was still felt like a really good end to the show. Um, but overall thoughts, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I, I put it as my third favorite show of the weekend behind DT and Stardom. To me, there's a big gap there because, you know, those are two amazing shows. And this was like, this was half a pretty damn good New Japan show. Although, again, with a main event, I would have found disappointing even on a regular New Japan show. And then half, like, one of the worst wrestling shows I've ever seen. So, all together, I would, you know, the Ring of Honor half, obviously. So, all together, I would call that, like, you know, the experience of being there and being in the garden elevates it to like a good show. And I don't regret being there and it still had, you know, my number three match of the year. But God, that Ring of Honor stuff was so bad. Yeah, for me, this is definitely a tale of two cities where, you know, just just looking back on it and just like thinking about the matches. Yeah, the New Japan matches, loved them. Great stuff all around. Good job, New Japan. The Ring of Honor stuff, not so much. You know, it, it's very disappointing. A lot of like, why are you doing this? Why is this happening? Kind of, kind of reactions. Um, I think it's kind of telling that my favorite, like, pure Ring of Honor thing on the show was Roosh Dalton Castle. Maybe a little telling there, <laughs> like, 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 legitimately. Um, but I don't disagree. I don't disagree at all. Yeah, but I don't. Know, I. I I'd say it's still my third favorite uh, show of, of the weekend considering like, yeah, it's, it's MSG. It's, it's new Japan. You know, it's, it's Okada standing tall with the belt. It's, it's Ibushi and Naito going fucking nuts. It's, it's, you know, Tanahashi and Sabre, you know, doing what they can out of the circumstances and still having a pretty good match. 
It, it's Dragon Lee and Taiji and, and Bandito going fucking bonkers in eight minutes. It, it's Cobb and Osprey just killing it in the opening match. And it's it's Liger and it's Suzuki and Ishii and, and Muda and all those guys. Got and uh, yeah, I'd say... What's that? Uh, I was going to say, got to hear the Rapungi 3K. Rapungi 3K. That, that's pretty cool, too. Uh, <laughs> Three my, man, my man, Yoshihashi, <laughs> getting, the, getting a shot in the rumble there was pretty cool. Good for him. But uh, yeah, I, I'd say a good show with an asterisk on it. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so quickly, because we spent a lot of time on that, <laughs> more than I even expected. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about WrestleMania. Um, I'm not going to give, I'm, I might not even give a billing on the show. We'll see how long we go. WrestleMania, um, the by general overall thoughts for this was a this was a pretty decent show, pretty good, the best one since thirty one for sure. And I watched the entire thing, which I haven't. You know, the last two years I ended up turning it off for long stretches. This one, nothing was so terrible that I ended up turning it off. So you know, that's a good good sign right there. Um, you know, I, I did not watch the pre show. You will never get me to watch a World Wrestling Entertainment pre show. I will sooner jump off my balcony but as far as like the main show the main five and a half hours obviously shows are too the show is way too fucking long that's you know should be obvious but and especially by how how incredibly dead the crowd was for the like the entire last two and a half hours since they they you know many of them have been there for the entire seven and a half hours and you know that's what hurts it ultimately is just the the, the completely dead crowd uh, after brian kofi but you know, at least for the, what you can say about it is, whereas last year's show like peaked and then fell off a giant cliff, this year's show peaked and then like fell off a small ledge. You can say, <laughs> you know, like it it definitely was of less quality, and the crowd being so fucking dead for most of the rest of the night definitely hurt it. But overall, like it was still like this was like the three and a quarter mania. It was like a lot of three and a quarter stuff, a lot of three and a half stuff, mm-hmm. good wrestling. Nothing great other than one obvious match. But, um, you know, I, that's because of where we've been with WrestleMania. That's probably, that's definitely good enough for the best one since uh, in four years. And it's probably like, I guess, slightly above average is what I would put it. Uh, yeah. Calling it like the best Mania in years doesn't mean it's a great show by any stretch. <laughs> Keep that in I mind. I see people trying to make that happen. On Twitter. No, it, I could say like the, I saw the best media ever. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? But yes, it was a pretty good show. Let's yeah, not go crazy. It, it was it was fine. It was a fine WrestleMania show. Very long. <laughs> so and, and keep in mind, I just I I got home after a four hour train ride. I, I'm like five hours of sleep, and it's like, oh god, I got to watch like eight hours of Mania. Oh god, for the, you know, so, so it's like. Oh god! But I, I was, I was pleasantly surprised by how much I was okay with it. Like nothing was terrible. Nothing was like downright like, oh god, what? Uh, am I, what Roman are, and Drew was pretty funny. Okay, yeah, okay, but that even <laughs> that even that wasn't like, oh my god, what is this garbage? Like even that was like, okay, this is very boring. I don't really like it, but it's not like I wouldn't shut it off like right away. I got a disgust. Yeah. But but yeah, this was very much like. Um, a show that was like, okay, it's it's going along, it's going along. Whoa, that was fucking amazing. Yeah. And then back and then back down. Okay, it's, it's, blah, 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 blah. oh, oh, okay, blah, 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 blah. yeah. But yeah, it was like a giant just spike in the middle, and then kind of treading water the rest of the way through, pretty much. Um, yeah. So Brian and Kofi, I went four and a quarter. I put it like 
I don't know, like number four or five on my overall weekend. It was a really awesome match. Even better moment just having Kofi win. But obviously that was the one awesome match I was alluding to. I went four and three quarters on it because I loved it a lot, I guess. Yeah, it's yeah. just it hooked me. It hooked me it, now, did so, you have it higher than Naito Ibushi? Uh, no, I don't think so because I was there for Naito Ibushi. So yeah. <laughs> the live bump kind of took precedence over that. But, I, yeah, I still loved Brian versus Kofi a lot. It's it's my favorite main roster WWE match in a very long time, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's my match of the year for them, for sure, for WWE. I mean, right uh, – you know, right uh, – right – above Asuka and uh, Becky from the Royal Rumble, which I went four and a quarter on too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, you know, that match was awesome. Yeah. Um, Hunter and Batista, I know some people really hated. I actually liked it. I went three and a half on it. I mean, like that, you know, for a fucking Triple H WrestleMania match, that's like probably one of its best in like 20 years or something. Um, you know, they, they I, I really dug all that like fucking deathmatch, like saw shit at the start with them pulling out the nose ring and, going after the fingers like that shit was sick and batista bumped like a madman oh god but like just i don't know the fucking if, if they, they could just like put a fucking gun to this motherfucker's head and tell him you're going 15 minutes tonight this could have been awesome like this could have been four plus but because hunter hearst helmsley have to have his goddamn long ass match um you know that dragged it down because it did drag um like i like i was really feeling four plus for a little while and then it's like, okay, well, this is just going on way too long now. And I have to go, you know, only like three and a half. But yeah, I mean, like it was, I, the, the start of it was awesome. And Batista just fucking bumped like a crazy person throughout when he did not have to do that. I mean, he is a legitimate movie star at this point and could, do, could, could just show up and get a paycheck. And he fucking killed himself to make that match interesting. So I wanted to give that a shout. That was good. A lot better than I was expecting. Um, yeah, and uh, he retired right afterwards, actually. Oh, he did on, retire on, on, on Twitter, yeah. Which yeah. I thought was nice. It was nice that he gave Kurt the spotlight on Mania itself, and you know, kept the retirement to Twitter. I thought it was a pretty nice gesture from him. I didn't, so. even, I didn't even realize he retired. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. So, what did you? Is there anything else in the show that stands out to you? Because I mean, the main event, I you know, I went three and a half on it. Um, that may have even been generous. I was into like, I, I will always be into women being the shit out of each other. It was <laughs> like, just pretty the, brutal. The yeah. She, the Joshi nature of that of just women just fucking going in there and hitting each other. I, you know, I always will enjoy that, but uh, I can totally see why people have it lower, but like, yeah, I mean, like I, you know, I, that's, that's the good thing I like. And I like that, you know, the same reason why I liked Asuka and Becky. I always like when they bring that kind of, uh, you know, we're just going to go out there and hit each other as hard as we can style to WWE's women's division. Um, but ultimately it was still too disjointed. The fucking finish was just awful. Um, have Becky with that goddamn roll up, um, you know, instead of, uh, you know, never mind the fact that the, the, the crucifix pin was botched, but to have her with a fucking crucifix, um, is really, really, really terrible, you know, to instead of just having her tap her out. So, yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. I just, that was, that's the big problem, along with just the fact that the crowd was dead a lot of the way because it was fucking 12 a.m. Yeah. And they've been there since five. But you know, just definitely not the not the best main event or anything. I'll give a shout out to um, Tony Nice versus Buddy Murphy on the pre-show. That was ten minutes of nonstop action, pretty much. There was like one rest hold, and everything else was just like action the whole way through. It was pretty good. So I'd say if anybody did skip that match, go back and watch it because it's pretty good. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so that's uh, that's WrestleMania, I guess. I mean, we didn't really go match by match. I, I, I thought we'd talk a little bit more about it, but we have a lot of questions, and also we just talked so goddamn long in the G1 Supercard. I mean, I if I went match by match, I would just end up, all I would say was, yeah, this is pretty good. Yeah, this is pretty good. This yeah, is this is pretty good. This is, okay. this is fine. This is okay. Like that was it. It was the pretty good, the pretty good mania. I mean, if I I go through my grapple ratings and like I just have three and a quarter over and over and over and over again. <laughs> so you know, which it it never it never felt like you know uh, oh, I'm watching this fucking terrible shit, which WWE can feel like a lot of the times. But you know, it's not like it was the greatest show of all time or anything either. So let's get into the mailbag because we have a lot of questions. At Oyster's Earrings. Any parting words for P-P-P-P-P-Panano? What do you think, buddy? Aren't those the lyrics to the hamster dance? P-P-P-P-P-Panano. Hey, come on. Had that joke ready for hours. Come on. My parting words are, thank you for letting me watch you wrestle and sing, Miss P-P-P-P-Panano. It was my honor, and I will miss you. Emilio Hernandez. Yeah, I have a question. What the fuck, ROH? What the fuck, ROH indeed? <laughs> uh, Private Eyeball. Will either of you send me $50? I will not. I don't know about Andrew. Maybe. Oh, wow. Okay. So hit up Andrew. <laughs> uh, Beth at Love Songwriter. How did ROH manage to fuck up their part of the show that badly? Well, Beth, uh, I'm going to give you my theory here. They are not a good wrestling promotion. Uh, many of their management are terrible people and or idiots, and their talent level is lacking. That would be my best explanation. Uh, I'd say a combination of Delirious and Bully Ray. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Andrew at A Brain Genius, another Andrew here. This is clearly a question for me since you are not a New Yorker, but how proud are you that a fellow New Yorker now holds the KOD Openweight Championship? Did you see all the step tips you Endo said today? I saw a photo of Endo because he won, he won the title at uh, the TDT show yeah. after the Saki uh, Takashita match. And he's like wearing like a jean jacket or like or he's wearing jeans and like a, he's like eating a bagel or something like that. Or like, what's going on with him? Like what's going on with Endo? Hey, Endo's walking here. <laughs> uh, I'm very proud of my fellow New Yorker. Look, when he gave, they asked him, like, how many states does, does United States of America have? And he was like, that's a tough question. It fluctuates. That was like the perfect fucking answer. <laughs> and then they're like, well, how many does it originally have? And he's like, don't worry, I do know that. And I was like, it. I so, liked, uh, I liked during the uh, the post-match promo he cut, uh, <laughs> he was like, this is Soma Takao. He is very good. No, he's this very is, cool. Oh, very cool. This yeah. is Daisuke Sasaki, he is drunk every day. <laughs> that is <just> so great. <laughs> Which, by the way, folks, that is a shoot, as the kids say. <laughs> uh, Callum Lucas, what are your thoughts on Kenny Omega's new all-star Joshi promotion, which features a few other geeks as well, I guess? Yeah, I touched on this before, but like, Karushita, I, I know they dated, so that's probably why um, you know he even knew about her or whatever. That is still an amazing signing. I mean, that is like, you know, that is probably the best wrestler that is not with one of the major Joshi companies. I mean, you can fucking make an argument. She, I, I forget where I had her on my We Don't Know Wrestling 100 last year. I had her like top 25, I think. Like, she is really fucking good. And, you know, she, to me, is almost like a prototypical ace. You know, she's, you know, very good looking, which always counts for a lot, especially in Joshi. 
She is an incredible wrestler. Really, really good. You know, if you haven't, if you've never seen her card, she never heard of her. Go watch her match with Aja Kong uh, from Oz Academy towards the end of last year. You know, awesome wrestler. And she had a lot of other good stuff in Ice Ribbon and other places too. And, you know, she's very charismatic. And, you know, just you end up wanting to cheer for her. And she carries herself like, you know, a champion and an ace. So, like, if the idea is, I hope the idea is to make her the ace of that division because she would be absolutely perfect. So, that's a great signing. And, you know, the women's division is coming along. I don't know if it's coming along better in the men's division because, you know, they, they have made some, uh, other than the elite guys that are, you know, some some of them they're not really into. They have made some other signings I think are pretty good. Uh, if Darby Allen goes there, I think that'll be a great pickup. And he just finished up with, uh, he just finished up with WWN over the weekend and has been on being the elite before. So I think people might expect him to go there. If he does, that'll be a good pickup. But yeah, the women's division looks like it's great. And if Kenny keeps signing more Josie people, you know, they're going to have the best women's division for sure. Do you have any thoughts on this, Andrew? Uh, I've seen one match of hers. It mm-hmm. was the Aja Kong match, and it was fucking awesome. So thumbs up, AEW. Yeah. Uh, at AWQ1985, do you prefer indoor arenas or those open-air stadiums for big wrestling shows? Um, yeah, I don't. I don't have an I don't have an answer to this because I've never been to one of the big open air. Yeah, stadiums. me either. <laughs> so I mean, I guess I prefer like like Cork and Hall to me is like the perfect size, where like you're not it, it's it's not like super tiny, but it's also not big, you know. But uh, you know, I'd rather be in MSG than an outdoor stadium. I think, but I've never been in an outdoor stadium. I've been to a bunch of manias, but like the last one I went to was 22, and you know the last stadium year, so or the, or the last arena year, I should say. So I've never been to a big stadium. You also said, I know companies in Japan start their big shows much earlier, so fans can catch the public transport back, or maybe the U.S. doesn't have the same infrastructure. Um, well, they, they they do have the same – they do have, like, infrastructure. The subway in New York runs 24 hours, so that's good. No one no one in uh, New York had any trouble getting back. The New Jersey Transit is supposed to run until a certain time, and they were supposed to be running late that night, but it did not work out that way. And people no, got stranded uh, for many hours. WWE did not tell them they're going to run. Well, that's okay. I want to be honest. I am all for shitting on WWE. New Jersey Transit fucking sucks. They're like one of the worst. uh, You know, they anyone who ever had to take them can tell you there's delays constantly. And they also really fucked up the Super Bowl too. When the Super Bowl was here, there were stories nonstop. So maybe that's true. Maybe WWE didn't tell them until the day before. But that could just easily be bullshit. Like New Jersey Transit is really bad. So they might be the only thing on earth I hate more than WWE. <laughs> so that, you know, if it's true, then, you know, whatever. But, like, they're just, they are really awful. Um, TJ at ASPIR underscore. Obviously, this should be you for you, uh, Andrew. Best entrance team you heard live this weekend? Kazdeni uh, Nare and MSG. Yeah, that was incredible. Which no one also, on the- also at RevPro, because that building was smaller. Yeah, the crowd was like ten times ten times like louder. It was insane, but uh, yeah, Kazanina right, definitely for sure. Um, but yeah, the the uh, you know like I I, and I would enter you know ready for be very shocked with this answer. Uh, I was very into hearing Naito sing song live. What? Yeah. What? Very surprising. If I had to go to another one, a more <laughs> a a maybe more surprising answer, um, just hearing. Hearing like Saki Akai come out to, uh, <laughs> to that Gwen Stefani song live is always a hoot. So that might be my runner up. 
at Spiffy6123. Why are you, and this is me here, not at the giant post MSG VOW hangout? And how many years will it take you to get over your regret for missing it? Um, it will take many years for me to get over it, but my girlfriend was a trooper, okay? She was went to this karaoke at <laughs> 1 p.m. That's what her day started. Went to a quick dinner that she we had to rush through, which she was not happy about. No, she was not. She <laughs> was there. And then sat through a five-and-a-half-hour wrestling, hour wrestling show, and she was like, John, I am tired and want to go home. And I was like, yes, dear. So that's that is the answer. That's why I was not. There. I did go because I'm a I'm a I'm a trooper, and I went. Uh, Spiffy is Sean Flynn, by the way. He used, yeah. to, he used to do the raw reviews for the site. Uh, yeah, should have said that. I'm sorry, that's, Sean. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I I text Rich like after the ladder match, like where are we meeting up after this? And he gives me the address for the bar, and I go there, and it's me, Sean Cedar, uh, Dylan, Justin. And uh, Taylor to their Mainburg. And we're sitting at the bar and I'm like, we're waiting for Rich. We're waiting for Rich. We're waiting for Rich. I text him like, where are you? And he texts me back. Oh, I'm talking to Daniel Makabe. I'll be there real soon. He's, he gets there like 15 minutes later. He, he takes like forever to get there. <laughs> and he, he gave us the address to go. So it's like, yeah, I'll meet, I'll meet you there. Like, like, like 30 minutes or whatever. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, um, Sean you know, Flynn came up and, uh, Joe Gagne, uh, Ricardo, who else was there? Joel Damon, Rich, uh, Cubs fan, uh, a few other people, I think. But uh, yeah, it was, it was a fun time after the show. Had a few drinks. Yeah, uh, I, wish, I wish I had gotten to go, but you know, I mean, yeah, it was understandable. Okay. Understandable. It's pretty. I I'd, I'd, I'd actually met. I met most of those people throughout yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. weekend. So yeah, um, you know, the ones I didn't meet, hopefully, it'll be at Dallas or. Uh, if I go to Tampa next year, which I probably will. Are you going to go to Tampa next year? I don't know. I don't know. I, it, it just ended. It's like, I don't even know, to be honest. <laughs> I think I'm going to as long as the Jets. Like, if DDT or Stardom or fucking All Japan or something go, I will definitely go. If no Japanese promotions go, then it's more like, eh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. If I had such a great time, I might just go anyway. So we'll see. I mean, this was my first Mania weekend because they, Same. they, they, they Same. brought it to me, basically. So, uh, Bad Take Jake. How devastated! Not the actual bad. Not thing, that one. Not, not, no. At double at double no. cross king. How devastated were you when Kenny didn't crash the DT Battle Royal? Uh, they, <laughs> you could see, you could hear my my crying, my fucking wailing on the. I broadcast. want Kenny. Yeah. yeah, I was I was so unhappy. Um, at X John Neve, do you think there's any chance New Japan actually cares about how poor ROH portions, ROH's portion of the show was? Uh, that they cut their ties. You see the relationship continuing despite that. I don't know. I think my gut says no, that just being in the garden and getting to do all this stuff will, you know, will overshadow the fact that the ring runner stuff was so bad. But maybe like the end zone cast thing being awful and like overshadowing Tanahashi's entrance, that kind of thing might stick in their craw maybe. But I don't know. I, my gut would say no. My gut would say like it's going to continue because... You know, it's beneficial for New Japan. They have an American company that's fucking grovels at their feet to keep them around, basically. Gives them the top three out of the top four spots on this Madison Square Garden show. I mean, I see why that's attractive to them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I, I don't think it will ultimately have any difference. About the same, yeah. I think, yeah. Uh, at Rudo Krauss, 
with all the madness this week, if you had any time to catch up with the beginning of the Champion Carnival. Nope, not at all. <laughs> I hope I will soon, but, you know, I'm going to get into it as soon as I can. But, like, you know, I just had, you know, I, I basically since the Mania weekend, you know, yesterday I saw Howl's Moving Castle in theaters. So that was my thing yesterday. I was at the, the Ghibli Fest. But today, obviously, recording this, I just haven't had any time to catch up on it yet. And we're recording this episode, by the way. So if you're wondering why you're getting like two in one week, basically, because there's a good chance I'll have to miss a week coming up, either next week or the week after, uh, because of Anime Boston. And I'm going to, you know, be very busy traveling to that and attending that. So I'm not sure which week, if, if one of the two. I think it'll be maybe next week, but we'll see. Um, at Wrestling Ratings. Champion Carnival opener in Tampa next year since New Japan is doing G1 in Dallas this year. How diluted is this thought? Um, <laughs> I think a little diluted. I don't think they're going to throw at any state to fly everybody over for... I don't know. It, it doesn't strike me as realistic. It, to, to fly, you know, enough people over to do it and, you know, disrupt the schedule since it starts and then, you know, wait longer. I mean, maybe, uh, maybe I'll eat my hat. Maybe it'll, you know, Thomas here will, uh, you know, former guest and current VW contributor will get to come on here and laugh at me for being stupid. But my gut would say no. Yeah. Until all Japan has like a few shows in the United States and draws well, I don't see it either. Cause it's champion carnival. It's like, it's not like, yo, here is all Japan wrestling. Like, you know, it's a tournament, so I don't, I don't really see it either. So, uh, at the Super J Cash, please dedicate at least 15 minutes to the show, breaking down and analyzing the four hours of karaoke that we did with Damon. So I guess this is a uh, this must be Joel talking and Molly's cameo, including who you think won the bond off. Um, okay, first of all, I don't even remember who the fuck sung what in the bond off. I was so <laughs> fucking drunk. By that point, like we we were doing like shots, and I was doing it, drinking a ton of just regular drinks too. I was really really drunk. This was towards the end of the four hours, so yeah, I was quite wasted by this point. Um, but yeah, I why don't you make a pick here, Andrew? Because apparently well, you were like well a little more sober. Yeah, well, Joel sang uh, Goldfinger, and uh, Damon. Oh, okay, I do sang, remember that. Damon sang a video a video a kill. A great uh, song from a terrible movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I may give it to Joel. I may give it to Joel on that one because I think he's got some some golden pipes. That boy. The British thing too helps for. Yeah, <laughs> but Damon uh, was good too. Damon was good too. Don't think he's good too. The only thing I regret is that Joel and I did not do a better job on Taichi Steam. I was just way too drunk by that point to do Japanese. It's hard <laughs> enough sober, but I could not do it drunk. Haley. At Cherry Colored, uh, why does R.A. think anyone wants to watch a 50-hour match featuring Bully Ray and Flip Gordon 2019? Because uh, they're stupid. Also, which was worse, that the BS that occurred when Mayu lost or Enzo and Cass? I mean, Enzo and Cass Enzo is the worst. Cass. Yeah, I mean, like, that's, you know, the other two things are awful, stupid, and all that. But, like, Enzo, Enzo is, like, a legitimately terrible human being. So that's, that's awful. That's a different level of awful. Okay, so Sean had a bunch of questions. Sean Cedor, our Ring of Honor correspondent. Mm. Was the junior title three-way from MSG the greatest sub-10-minute three-way in the history of wrestling? I have to go back and watch that angle Mysterio Orton match to compare the, the one I mentioned. I don't know which was better. They're both really, really good. I don't well, know what you think. Uh, I haven't seen it in years, but uh, I might say that this 
uh, the, the MSG one was better, I think. Yeah. To be honest, because it's a recent memory, I guess. But maybe I'll go back and, and compare the two. Do you think the uncertainty? And we're also probably forgetting some like crazy match or something, but I don't know. Do you think the uncertainty regarding Marty Scroll's future was a major factor in Orange deciding to put the title on Matt Taven instead of Scroll? I sure do. <laughs> I mean, of course. Yep. I don't see what else the reason probably. could have been. Uh, then he said, How much did where you were sitting impact your enjoyment of the MSG show? I was surrounded by a lot of enthusiastic people who are pretty much pretty much into everything. Um I think that probably does impact it a lot, sure. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on that? Uh I was surrounded by good people. Uh there was that one guy behind me, but he left literally after the ladder match ended, so um you kind of saved the main event for me <laughs> but uh yeah it was fine it was fine and then dominic at grr4136 um how would you compare rank this brian hill run to the rest of his wwe career or maybe even the rest of his career as a whole also were you surprised that nobody watched the postmania show after three babyface wins kofi seth and becky uh, first of all, the, the the second question is easier to handle no i am not surprised because raw is garbage and nobody wants to watch it. And I, the people deluding themselves by thinking that just because cable TV is declining in general, that raw declining even faster just because it's like still the most watched thing makes it okay. It's like, no, this, this show fucking sucks. So no, I'm not surprised three people winning, uh, three people winning that uh, doesn't, you know, it, what didn't make people tune in. The first part of the question, I mean, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on the Brian thing? Because I'm trying to think of his WWE career. And I don't. I don't even remember that much of it besides uh, the big WrestleMania 30 run that everybody remembers. I mean, I, to me, like when I think of his WWE stuff, it's it's nowhere near on the same level of his Ring of Honor stuff. And that's just also like his Ring of Honor stuff is right in my like my prime as a you know as a American wrestling fan, I guess. When I was going to all these shows and everything, but yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Um, I'd say that. The whole, uh, I think the whole team hell no to winning the belt at 30. I think that was the best for Brian because just he was just so massively like loved and over. Uh, but I think this current heel run he's on now is like right up there, I think, because he's just doing such a great job with it and just being like it's it's hard, it's hard to boo Daniel Bryan after what he's been through, but he found a way to get us to boo him because he's he's that good. And he's still a great wrestler too. So I, I, I'd say I'd say he's is up there. I think for his WWE run for sure. Yeah, I look, here's my my two problems with that. One, the the match with AJ at the Rumble was such a dud. That was bad. I'm not yeah. gonna lie, but yeah, and that's a and that's a major match in this run. And second of all, the I, I, I just can't get into the Planet Earth fucking champion thing. Like, um, that'll never be a big thing for me. So that that could be you know affecting my enjoyment. It just comes off like such corny WWE shit, mm-hmm. but. You know, to me, it, it does not compare to like Prime Ring of Honor Brian. Oh but, no. Uh, let's see. At Matt at Matt Pack, if you have been given the chance, the task of booking the Garden Ring of Honor matches using the whole ROH roster at the goal of making the matches good, what four matches would you have booked? Why don't we do four together? Because four each is a lot. Would you? I would. I would have done Lethal versus Scroll straight up for the title. First of all, I would have Scroll win. Yep. Uh, that's easy. Give me another one. Uh oh, jeez. Hang on. <laughs> I'm getting. I'm getting back to the card here. Just so I can see. The I think. I think Juice counts because Juice is fine because he's been there. Uh, you know, all all year so far, basically. 
But is there anything else you could think of? Let's see here. Um, I probably would have done just like a big. All right, I would have done. Uh, I would have taken. Okay, Jesus, I don't even. I would, like so how much. about this? Let's so leave much. Rush and, leave Rush and Dalton Castle. That was the only good thing they did. Yeah, I, I leave that. That's two. Yeah. Um, I'd probably just have Lifeblood and a few other guys versus like Bully's team. Just like keep them in one clump, pretty much. Yeah. Like like Bully Taylor. Young and the Briscoes versus like Juice, Haskins, um, you know, you know, I don't know, a couple of New Japan guys maybe there as well. Yeah. Rumble, um, like Gresham or whatever, yeah. uh, or Williams as well. Williams put him in there too because he's in lifeblood. And then, uh, um, I don't know, maybe do like in LA, like a, the rest of LIJ versus like. Ring of Honor team. So you're basically what you're basically saying is I would not have done a bunch of Ring of Honor only matches. Pretty much no. Because <laughs> that's what much. I agree with, and I, I yeah. don't know. I don't, it's hard with this. The roster is bad. I mean, even with the new additions, I mean, you saw like the people that were not in matches on this MSG show were like fucking coast to coast, and like you know, um, fucking Will Will Ferrar, like all these people that no one on earth gives a shit about. So it's really difficult when the roster is that terrible. Um, so even with guys like Roosh in there now, it's just it's still a bad roster. Uh, at Real Billy C, how do you think Matt Taven's title reign will go, and why will it be the best and most memorable of the <laughs> modern era? Um, I think it'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be. It'll, it'll, <laughs> be, it, it'll, it'll be. That's what it'll at be. At least it'll, it's not more be. Jay Lethal. That's a good difference. Like good change, I guess. Um, at Miss Brony, Death by Tennessee. We already kind of answered this. It was uh, the tongue has been tweeting criticism of RH, uh, already cast an Enzo, calling it terrible booking. The MSM working the angle or genuine, annoy- genuine annoyance from themselves, New Japan. Both. Um, yeah, I agree. It's both. both. I mean, I think they really, they probably really do fucking think Ring of Honor sucks shit, and how could they not? But I think it's also like something they worked out Ring of Honor ahead of time to build heat to them coming back to the feminine tag titles. And finally, at uh, Alphonse0079, what, does Brock have any good matchups left? What would you do with him? Um, I think he probably does if I really think about it. I'm trying to. He had the match with Balor. Do... He had the match with Balor in January that was pretty good. So I. Well, say... I think he's saying like, does he? Yeah, does he have any good ones? Like, I know, no, I'm saying, I'm saying oh. like a recent. He had a recent match that was pretty good. So. And Brian I mean, and the Brian one was really good. Brian match was great. So yeah, I mean. It's possible with the right opponent that he, that he respects and likes, you yeah. know, not Dean Ambrose because he, he didn't like him very much, I don't think. But, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it, it's possible. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like what the fuck, like who the guy, who the hell is on this roster and who would be a cool first time thing of Brock. Maybe, maybe Mustafa Ali would be cool. Maybe Brock just got to throw him around. That could be cool. I don't know. I'm sure he does. I just can't. I can't think of anything. Honestly, I mean, you know, he's good. Mm-hmm. I would. I would just. What would I do with him? I would. He. I would leave him off TV a long time. And just keep bringing him back. It's what they've been doing with him. I don't know. What else. I mean, he's not going to be a weekly TV character. So, you know, gets his big matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you enjoy Nakamura's pick for the Bushi and Chaos Boys? Uh, I did not see them. So there you go. Can't really tell you I did or did not. Um, okay, so I guess that will wrap things up. Andrew, you have a podcast to plug. Yes, I do. Uh, I have a podcast called Music of the Mat. It is a wrestling music podcast. 
that is uh, also part of the uh, Voices of Wrestling Network. It comes out uh, every other Tuesday. So uh, check your feeds, subscribe on iTunes, uh, Google, wherever you get the podcasts. Uh, I also write for Voices of Wrestling. Uh, I have various articles and reviews, uh, previews. I work for the ebook every year, pretty much. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Andrew T. Rich. Wait a second. You won't give us a scoop on what the next uh, music of the mat's going to oh, be? Oh, it's it's just going to be like a recap of my mini weekend, pretty much. Oh, okay. With like with like music interludes in between of like the different themes I heard over cool. the weekend. So, yeah, it's a solo episode, but it'll be fun. Uh, a little bit more detail than the weekend as a whole. So, But, uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter at Andrew T. Rich. I usually tweet goofy stuff on there. Nonsense. Follow, follow Andrew on Twitter and at him and demand John's return to Music of the Mac because it's been a while for him. You'll be back. Don't worry. You'll be <laughs> back eventually. Uh, you can also follow the podcast at Music of the Mac on Twitter as uh, as well. So, yeah, uh, that's, that's, that's it for me. Uh, John, thank you so much for having me on again. This was a lot of fun. Yep. Thanks, as always, for coming on, Andrew. And, of course, you can follow us on Twitter at Russell Omikaze. Wrestling doesn't fit. And we will be back either next week or the week after. I don't know which week I'm skipping yet. We'll have to figure that out. But we hope you enjoyed getting two episodes within a week. Don't get used to that. Okay. <laughs> and we will see you next time. Thank you, as always, for listening. Here it comes again. Lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.